Welcome, everybody, back to the Bozy Show. This is episode 11, and we have our first guest ever, Mr. J. Michael Schroyer. I'm here. That's how you pronounce it. And I'm Samuel. What? No. It's me. It's me. Special guest. (laughs) Special appearance. First time. This is not um, right. (laughs) Where am I? This is very foreign to me. Guys, how did I get in the computer? (laughs) Get out of my computer. (laughs) Oh, no. Silly. Yeah, no. This is a good buddy of mine who lives up in North Carolina, and um, he just decided to hop in here so we can have some chats. Yeah. Chit chat it up. Yeah. Samuel, what do you think of him so far? Are you a fan or does he kind of piss you off? I am... Oh, he's smiling at me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, uh, I hate smiles. You know, I just... Um, so far, Jet, I, I hate to say it, but he's he's almost like chiller than you are. Um, So, I hear what you're saying, but I don't really appreciate it, so maybe we can just kind of <laughs> pump the brakes there. J. Michael, what do you think of Jet so far? Um, I think he's a scoundrel. Whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Sorry. whoa. I second Sorry, that. I second uh, that. So excuse my language. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> no, but he's a cool guy. He can beatbox so good. Yeah, you ready? Dang. Like, Do the Elvira, please. Samuel found this really bad video. It's it's this beatbox cover of like an old kind of country rock song. Um, and it's, it's, we'll send it to you later, man. It, it is. Not beatbox, it's acapella. It's acapella and beatbox. So it's yeah. just. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's pretty rough. Beatbox is a byproduct best of, band uh, ever. Aca- oh, gosh. <laughs> Do you like Pentatonics? <laughs> Me? Yeah. I, you I to like used it. to enjoy their, I like their Christmas stuff. Really? I, but like, when I was young, it was appealing, but yeah. from like an artistic <laughs> integrity standpoint, it's not the best. It just kind of makes me cringe. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's impressive, and they're all great singers. And even beatboxing is impressive, but like I don't, yeah. I don't know. I just I don't like to hear it. Just you can just tell song. that it's compressed. There's tune on it. Like right. it's not like it's hard to appreciate the voices doing what they're doing when right. there's like post production magic on it. Right. That's a great point. I feel like the the more you let music kind of just breathe and do its thing, the better it is. But when you're like tuning it, you're kind of like choking the life out of it. I mean, yeah, obviously absolutely. you can tune some. I mean, everything. Yeah. Even like, I think it's great when you can some like sometimes snap drums to a grid so that it has a good feel. But mm-hmm. when you make every single note or every single drum hit like perfectly on the grid, it kind of yeah. just takes the soul out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But, but guys, I <laughs> my favorite part of Elvira cover by Home Free is when they use the phaser on the vocal section. I do love the phaser. It's pretty sick. I don't know this, and I'm sad. <laughs> we'll show it to you. We're not going to keep referencing it because that's just yeah, yeah. excluding you. But No, um, it's okay. Used, <laughs> I like being excluded. Yeah, I'm used to it. People, listen, people like what they're used to. So 
<laughs> I need yeah. to look at my mic more. I keep looking off to the side. But um, I love inside jokes. I'd love to be a part yeah. of it. <laughs> Good reference. But yeah, we, <laughs> we, we brought on J. Michael because he is such a uh, musical mastermind, I think they'd say. And uh, I mean, you know, we'll let the conversation go where it wants, but talking about music is always fun. Um, yeah, and I me and him have very similar music styles but i have to give j michael i have to give you some backstory on like samuel's roots because he has pretty good music taste now like he's a huge weezer fan with me what do you mean pretty Um, good music taste now it's it's great music taste um but he comes from (sighs) nasty beginnings he listen let's not say nasty let's say like very um it's think of it like shackles (laughs) <laughs> just cold break, iron break, shackles. break the shackles yeah they're they're yeah. big like your ankles fit in them and even a big person's ankle would fit in it but you, you can't get out of it but there's still some room within the shackle you can't <laughs> you can't ex- escape that's escape. a phenomenal escape. analogy isn't it it's great that's yeah. really great yeah so anyway yeah. i want to start by saying i love old country music and even some bluegrass i really like um yeah. like i love doc watson he samuel showed me him i've been really into him recently but Samuel, his musical journey started with bluegrass because he's from the, the mountains. I mean, you guys are you actually both live in North Carolina. Um, so yeah, back hills, boys. That's back what hills, wait, I'm going to I'm going to open the window and yell really loud. Let me know if you hear me. OK, OK. I'm not going to do that. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh like, I, we're I, in North Carolina. Yeah. Good one, dude. I, I, I live hear in like a, a bluegrass lick playing after <laughs> you made that joke. <laughs> so anyway, banjo. Samuel started by playing the banjo. And he was killer um, until he basically kind of had a, a messy breakup with Bluegrass. And it's been bad ever since. Samuel, you want to tell him a little bit about it? Um, yeah, it was a summer night at um, Merle Fest or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I was riding on the bus that carted us from camp to festival. And I saw this wild rock and roll woman standing there at the front of the bus. And she said, uh, uh, next stop. And the bus driver says, yes, please. What? Um, we're just going to leave that bit. But, um, <laughs> anyway. What yeah. a disaster, man. I, <laughs> I played. He said, yes, please. <laughs> That didn't even make sense. <laughs> I reversed the roles. Anyway, anyway. The main thing with Bluegrass was I had noticed that a lot of the guys who got really good that I would be playing around that like surpassed like normal, just average, know how to play instrument level. Mm-hmm. They went right over to jazz. Like that was, seemed to be the only bridge. Really? For, Yeah. Because jazz and uh, bluegrass are really similar in a lot of ways as far as like... That's why I enjoy some bluegrass. I like the kind of yeah. format. Yeah. It's similar to like, jazz. What is it? Uh, not implementation. Not instrument. I mean instrumentation. No, I mean implementation not, is a good word. Like what I mean, is it called? It, it, more like bluegrass is very experimental. Um, not in great ways though. Not in this with the same qualities <laughs> that jazz is. Right. Um, but anyway... <clears throat> Bluegrass is so oh constricting, gosh. and you will hear the same melodies and chord progressions over the same songs. Not the same songs, but different songs. And right. I just, it killed my musical creativity because <clears throat> yeah, that we makes just sense. played a lot of the same stuff. And right. I also like, it also depressed me because like, well, I don't, 
I want to move in a different direction, but I, I don't want to play jazz. Like right. I didn't want to play jazz mm-hmm. then. I still like, I'm not a serious music musician by any means. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, so I just kind of, I kind of just like, uh, let the ashes roll down the hill. Right. Yeah. Please. Yes, so, please. That's his musical <laughs> so beginnings. Good. So now, you know, he sits in his bedroom and turns his amp all the way up and just plays Weezer. And I mean, that's kind of all you have to do. I'm satisfied. Bar chords. I, I, yeah. yeah. I'm extremely <laughs> satisfied. That's all you need. That's good. That's a great progression, though. See, my, yeah. um, you know, once I got a phone and Spotify Premium, Oh heck yeah! And then got um, recommendations from some friends mm-hmm. and started digging for myself. You know, outside of whatever music I listened to growing up, right in the house and in the <clears throat> car, or whatever. Um, I am not s- too proud to admit that my first um, musical venture, deep dive, right, was Twenty One. Yeah, pilots. yeah, all twenty one hey, of them. All twenty one not- of them. That's not bad because no, I, um, I there was a time where um, Jet's family, the Stevens family, as yeah. we call them, Steven, was Evans Stevens was really at the ta- at the uh, hot at the hot at the tail of um, uh, Twenty One Pilots. I guess when they were beginning to be popular, or they yeah, kind of really yeah. hit their height of popularity. I guess yeah, we, we like the blurry face. Blurry era, face or? is when I got into it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, me and Jay and Michael talked some about this, but that was kind of both like our first like dig in. Like that was like my first like favorite band that I had. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't regret it by any means. It's just like no, yeah. Funny. I mean, it, yeah. there's a lot worse things. I think you could. I mean, you could have. I, I know I could defend a lot of people here, but you could have said, you know, I was really my musical beginnings was, yeah. Blink one eighty two, Fall Out Boy. <laughs> Fall I'm sorry boy. if anybody likes that. <laughs> I yeah, just, actually, I'm, I I just both. I, I hate that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Jay. Um, the only song I've ever heard is um, Cardi B and Megan The Stallion's hit song on repeat. That's the only song I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, that's my no, only. Like, that's the only one I've heard. That's yeah. music. That, that is, in itself is yeah. music. Yeah. That's imagine the if you look it up in the dictionary. Right. Imagine <laughs> listening to that song, like being stuck in a dark room in your house for your whole life and only listening to that song. Imagine I, how surprised probably, you would be when you went outside and saw the world for what it actually is. <laughs> Dude, you'd go through phases. The first one would obviously be, oh <clears throat> gosh, like this sucks. Then the next stage would be kind of like, you'd kind of get into it because it'd be blaring, right? So you'd kind of, you know, you'd feel the beat, start to kind of vibe with it because it's all you had. And then you'd get yeah. to like anger, sadness, and then you just insanity. go through the five stages of grief. Right? right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you're grieving the loss of the um, aforementioned yeah, song title. Right. <laughs> grieving the loss of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, man. So, what would you say, dude? Was like your because I know you said your first like deep dive was Twenty One Pilots, but like, what would you say right now? Or like your, I'll give you like two or three top like influences into like the music you make um i've been very heavily into the strokes yeah me too um, i think i never it was only a few months ago that i really started getting into them mm-hmm. but it's crazy how much their early work 
influenced my taste of music just with that early 2000s sound right. in like movies and TV shows that I grew up watching. Right. So oh, when I listen cool. to a song like Last Night or um, Someday, mm-hmm. I'm like, it's so nostalgic, even though I didn't like memorize that song as a kid. Right. It's just the, just <clears throat> the feeling and everything, it just hits really hard. So them, um, a band named Colony House... Oh yeah, huge, huge fan of them. They are um, one of my favorite artists. That's you know not in the realm of what really influenced my music, but I listened to a lot of Stephen Curtis Chapman growing up, mm-hmm. and Colony House, uh, the lead singer and the drummer are his sons. Right, you told me this. Um, yeah, that's but awesome. I didn't know that going in. Like when I really got pretty obsessed with them, but right. they're great. They're just. Uh, I think the way, the way they handle um, music and life is a really, you know, they, they don't sing worthless lyrics or right. anything, and they're not out of ideas. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't repeat a lot of things. So I really, I love them. And live, they're incredible. So much yeah. energy. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I'm not sure... Really, who else? There's just a lot of a little bit of things. Uh, one yeah. more, a younger band that I love, um, Hippocampus. I don't know if you guys have oh, really yeah. heard I've, much of them. I've heard them before. Um, they're really great because they're all, you know, when I first started listening to them, they were like between the ages of 19 and maybe 21. Wow. And yeah. they're young. They met, I guess, in like some music school, some really renowned music school, but they're so creative but they do a lot of really amazing musical things in a way that's accessible without having to be i don't have to be um a guitarist or you know know a lot about music theory to appreciate what they do but it's even cooler when you kind of listen to some of the sounds that they work with as like a a music an avid music listener um they're you know their youthfulness is I just really like what they've done. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That's really cool. I mean, I agree with you with the strokes. I've been so <clears throat> into them recently. And I was going to talk about it last episode, but I wanted to wait until we were talking together because um, I've just been like obsessed with it, man. Like I had I had heard like last night and someday, obviously, because mm-hmm. those are so big. And um, <clears throat> I may have heard a couple others, but... I mean, my my biggest like music and inspiration above everything else, like top of the top, is Phoenix. I mean, I mm. got into them when I was probably 12, 13, maybe thirteen, probably about thirteen. And mm. I mean, I can't even tell you how obsessed I was because I remember my brother showed me Listomania, which is one of their bigger songs off of um, Wolfgang, which is their record that came out in two thousand nine, and. I remember just thinking that was awesome. And then I heard a couple other on the album and it was great. And I started digging in more. And I remember, it's so funny because, well, I remember you brought this up when we were on the call the other night, but um, I think it's great to talk about it here. Like the way that I experience music, and I know that Samuel, you're the same way, is um, it's a it's a process for me. Mm to where as you go through it more and more, you get more out of it every time. And I think the best music really is, you know, follows that format because there's levels, there's layers to it. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. Um, so with Phoenix, I would go through all their music and I'd find probably two songs on an album I'd love. I'd listen to the album again, and then there's a third song. And then those three songs hit me differently the third time I listened. And then next thing mm-hmm. I know, I'm singing another song. And then after a few listen-throughs, the whole album is just amazing. And I've gotten yeah. to the point where every single Phoenix album, like start to finish, like I'm obsessed with it. And there were times where like I would literally have that music, and it, it affected me so much that I could literally like be down or upset about something. And I could turn on an album and I would literally be overwhelmed with how like much I felt like so much joy and like excitement from it. Cause I just got um, so much out of the music. What, I was, it's <laughs> funny that you have that perspective on it because that's the reason I started unironically liking ska music. Well, yeah, that's for a different reason, but um, yeah, that's what got me into ska music. Cause uh, and by ska music, that's what got me into Real Big Fish. I'm not gonna right. act like I, I'm a fan of ska music, but yeah. Um, I did want to ask, and I, I don't think I've ever asked you this yet, and this is also for J. Michael too. Um, I personally like, <clears throat> like I said, I'm not a serious musician or any by any means. It's more right. of like a hobby. Um, so the technical side and the musical side, I'm not as as into like mm-hmm. I'm really into a lot of songs for the musical side of it, but mm. I really like lyrics and I have for a long time for not really a big reason at all. Right. It's just mm-hmm. kind of always been there. Um, I know Jet, I don't think I've asked you this surprisingly, but like <clears throat> with Phoenix, is it that fine balance of like, do you love them as much lyrically as you do musically? That's a good question. I mean, I, it definitely isn't the lyrics that caught me. It was definitely the melodies and Mm -hmm. the the way that they wrote. Because I've never heard a band write the way they do. And um, I haven't ever really dug into their lyrics. I mean, they're French, and it's kind of hard to hear what they're saying. Um, But Discrimination, discrimination. (laughs) But I mean, I I have one of their vinyls. (laughs) Get get out of all of... Get out of all the garden with your that's uh, Italian. Oh, say, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here, free breadstick Tuesdays or whatever it is. <laughs> free breadstick Tuesdays. <laughs> Episode title. Yeah, free dude. Bre- yeah, there we go. I'm you called it. Good job, man. Yeah, but I mean, I remember I got Wolfgang on vinyl, like the special 10-year anniversary vinyl. Mm. And um, I actually got two of them because I told the company – that it wasn't working, which it wasn't. It was not working in my record player. And they sent me another one, and then the other one started working. So I've got two copies. I will say, while that reminds me, another huge band that's really influenced my music is Young the Giant. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've told me. I I haven't dug in yet. They're so great. Their first album, I actually got their 15-year anniversary special yeah. edition vinyl. I showed you a little bit of you it. Did. It's so it's so cool. It's one of my most prized possessions. That's but so they're, awesome, man. That their first their debut album. Every album has been really great. Right. Um, but <clears throat> their debut album is so good. Right. I love that album so much. That's awesome, Super man. Big. But anyway, yeah, I really need to dig <clears throat> in. But yeah, what I, what I meant by getting that vinyl was I remember listening to. Love Like a Sunset Part 2, which is on Wolfgang, and it's a great song. And I remember looking 
through the actual the pamphlet that came with the book or the lyric more like it's not a pamphlet it's a lyric book and it came with the vinyl and I remember looking over some of the lyrics on that song and just remember like thinking like I, I think I told this to my brother Noah I was like I was like Phoenix continues to bring something to the table that I didn't even notice and it will hit me mm-hmm. like and for me then it was lyrics I was like I remember telling them like I didn't I didn't know they were also this good with lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I just started paying more attention. Like um their song Armistice. Like I don't even know what the song's about, but something about the way they tell the story in the lyrics catches my ear and I just like find myself just looping those words in my head because it's such an interesting way of saying things, you know? Mm-hmm. And in their earlier music, it definitely wasn't all about lyrics because they kind of—it sounded almost like they were just kind of making crap up. But like, <laughs> but like, it's just such a vibe because I really admire the way they make music. Because I remember Thomas Mars, who's the singer of the band, he was talking about how they make music, and he was like, "It's really, you know, powerful when we all kind of come into one room and just kind of write in the studio." Mm. And they all kind of write together. You know what I mean? Mm. And that's such like a, it just makes such a heartfelt thing. Because when they do something as a band, you just feel that it was just like a groove they were in. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, like, that's one thing that I've listened to. Is it Tiamo? Tiamo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the, is that the title of yeah, yeah, yeah. the song or the album? Or the is album it, too, Tiamo. There's a okay, song yeah. on it. but Cool. So I loved that album i've only listened to it all the way through once Mm -hmm. and then like a couple songs here and there but just off of first listen you can just tell it's so organically made right like they don't have to start with a specific thing but whatever they start with everything else it just plays off of each other and it's really great and there is in my opinion there's very rare when it comes to listening to music better feelings and realizations than when you like a song or like a band and then you realize because for me i listen music first Mm -hmm. like i'll listen to a song five times before i even comprehend or listen to any of the lyrics so when there's a song literally everybody else too yeah no one realizes it but even yeah you know absolutely and there's no better feeling than realizing that the lyrics are incredible too yeah for sure. Because then it's just, it's a great song. It's not just good. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a great point. <clears throat> like What's in? I was just, like, just thinking about it. Um, do you guys have those moments where when you connect with the lyrics, is it, like, kind of the, I don't even know if I would call it stereotypical, but that moment where you kind of identify or you can place yourself in this position of the song? Or, I don't know. I don't even know how I'm trying to articulate this question. Are you saying, like, do you feel like the point at which the lyrics hit you is the point that you can, like, put yourself in the position they're singing about? Yeah, almost that or, like, like a relatability or, like, when when you find your meaning in the song. Um, I've heard people articulate it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had that with several songs where, the moment I get it or the moment I start to admire it is not per se, at least a majority of the time. It's for me when I can be like, oh, wait, I felt that way before. Or, oh, wait, right. that reminds me 
of like my childhood. Oh, that reminds me of my parents. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely, I always relate to the honesty of it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a specific line, but what it's conveying with that specific line that I can't necessarily relate to, what it's getting at when it's honest is then most of the time when I relate to it and when that song becomes like personal. Yeah, that's cool. Because, you know, when, when a writer or a person or a band is honest and really in any art form, if they're honest, if they're honest, you can tell, like you can, you can you can feel the difference. And, you know, instead of writing a generic lyric and writing something specific, like say some some random person that you're writing about reminds you of like coffee and like cough drops or I right. like, you know, or you describe a smell or something. Right. It's like, oh, wow, I can't relate to that. But I relate at what you're saying by including this in your honest. Yeah. Like it's the, it's really the emotion of it all. Well, that's what that, I told that makes you. makes it relatable. Right, exactly. I remember I told you, and I'm sure, Samuel, we talked about this too, because we always talk about what Noah says, because he's a genius. But um, like I told you this, Jane Michael, when we were talking about relatability, how Noah said that a lot of people think that being extra detailed or Mm. like putting a lot of detailed experiences in a song may make it less relatable because people can't really relate to that specific situation. But he said that he's like he's found that it actually makes it more relatable because you are digging into such a specific feeling. I'm paraphrasing now. Uh, you're digging into such a specific feeling that people can almost relate that specific feeling to their own version of that. Yeah. So if absolutely. someone that's if, so good instead I'm of totally saying agree. I love you, you say this person or you make me feel good. You make me feel like coffee and cough drops. To someone else, the coffee and cough drops might That's fine. be. I'm gonna write that down. Yeah. That's good. It, it That's might good. be, um, you know, red velvet cake and in um, in urine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like everybody has their own thing, but you Love going red velvet cake and urine. <laughs> no, no, listen, listen. You, you make me feel like the urine in my coffee cup. <laughs> Give me some cake and piss. <laughs> <laughs> you you going into detail with your lyrics. Uh, invites people to go into detail with their expression. Yeah. Let me say that better. You expressing in detail <clears throat> invites other people to express in detail. Saying mm-hmm. I I good. I feel yep. th- blank and blank about this invites people to think, oh well, well I feel blank and blank about this, and it, yeah. it opens up more relatability in your writing. So yeah. being specific to your experiences. Honesty in writing, like you said, J. Michael, can be one of the most powerful things to really pull you yeah. into a song. I um bars. I bars. bars. <laughs> Jed, I've been <laughs> waiting bars. to tell you this. Um, but <laughs> I was talking to, I was talking to um Bars Noah the other day, and uh <clears throat> I had brought up I just told him I always talk about lyrics with Noah. Mm-hmm. It's our thing, you know. It's like <laughs> we got some people. Thing. Some people like coffee, you know. Some people some like cars. Cough they drops. Like cars. drops. Yeah. Cough drops. <laughs> Piss in their velvet cake, you know. Whatever, whatever, whatever suits your fancy. <laughs> um, and hate to be the Weezer guy, but 
<laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. We were talking about um, tr- uh, Troublemaker. Well, I just brought up like one line to him. I don't even remember what the line was. But Noah gave me his perspective on what he thought the lyrics of the song meant, at least in the way that Rivers was interpreting it. And obviously it was Noah's interpretation. Right. But he was kind of opening my eyes because this whole time, like... You know, I'm a troublemaker, never been a faker. That kind of, you know, like, I've always thought that's a, that's more of just, like, a tough guy song. Right. Like, just, like, feeling good about yourself, yeah. feeling really good, which I love. Yeah. I love that song. Yeah. Baddie but, alert. <laughs> Baddie alert. <laughs> <laughs> but Noah kind of opened up a really interesting um, <laughs> perspective of, like, digging into different places. It's not a troublemaker out of being tough or not afraid of anything it's a troublemaker out of being extremely different and scared of society Hmm. and like a lot of the lyrics and places shine through on that um and it that was it was such a crazy crazy perspective at least to me because my interpretation of it was different i had somewhat of an interpretation but noah had an identity within the song because he told me it's like yeah there are parts of this that, like, I feel the same way. Mm. Like, there's this outcast thing, or there's this, you know, not fitting <clears> in at the party, party by myself. I don't remember what the exact Party by myself is. because I'm such a special guy. Yeah, like that. Yeah, like that's a cool lyric. And I think the way that that song was written and produced and, uh, like, I don't know, verbally interpreted. Right. I guess what I'm trying to say is River just really knows how to write some weird pick me up songs. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I mean yeah, yeah. yeah. When it w- when it comes to music, I think one of the best things about music is shared experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The things that make music special is I, you know, when it comes to writing, you know, you don't have to you don't have to translate it perfectly. And what it means to you isn't going to be the same thing that it means to someone who listens to it. Mm -hmm. And the other side of that is when it comes to interpreting songs, like just, you know, having conversations with someone. And it's just the the amount of shared experiences that music creates is one of the things that makes it one of the most personable and relatable art forms. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's a lot of why music is so um, uniting and such a everyone loves music. You, music I think is one of the most universal loves. Mm-hmm. You know, because I can listen to something completely you know outside of my culture, like you know African rhythm, and I like vibe with that. Right. And then you know suddenly I'm having shared experience. Like it doesn't right. music doesn't have to be even be translated with words. It's just that's it's just so that's the it. powerful it's thing too because cool you don't need there's not a language barrier with music. <clears throat> you know it's not like <clears throat> you know if I want to go watch you know like a, a Chinese movie, you know I can't unless there's a translation, which a lot of times will take you out of it because translations a lot of times Reading. are really bad. You're reading the subtitles, but um, music in a way, not to sound corny, people say this and a lot of times something sounds basic and corny until it hits you and it means something and you're like, oh, that's why everyone says it. But um, 
music really is a language in itself in, in the sense yeah. that mm. you don't anyone of any language can hear a melody or feel a chord progression and it can actually touch them and they can understand things from it mm. um i think that's really cool i it's think really another awesome thing about that is music is kind of one of the only things that no matter your your experience and knowledge of it someone can listen to something and kind of tell if it's good or not yeah like i don't yeah, have to be point. a pro in music to know when something sounds awful <laughs> right and so like because good a lot of times is a relative term like mm-hmm. calling something good or bad is very relative yeah that's why just because your favorite color is different than mine that doesn't make your color bad you right. know it's just yeah, exactly. different um, I mean, but when it, but like music, even though a lot sucks. of times, yeah, <laughs> blue is king. So yeah, purple, Sorry, go ahead. purple, Wait, dude, I don't know. purple actually is my fave. <laughs> it's my favorite color. Really? Yeah, purple is my favorite yeah. color. Are you serious, Samuel? Let's no, go. Purple is legitimately like, I've never really had a favorite color, but I always gravitate towards purple. Dude, dude, purple has been like dude. my like thing. Purple man group. Dude, let's go. Purple boys. Pur- <laughs> with with both staffs, like the Ninja Turtle. Um, the purple nurples. Um, yeah, the purple I stuttered, but that was awesome. No, I mean, it was green most of my life, and then it was like, okay, purple and, like, orange, and now it's, like, purple. Anyway, I'm I used so to sorry. like green and orange. I wasn't, I, I'm not Dude. huge on green or orange anymore. Yeah, green is kind of gross now. Even when I'm editing a photo, I, like, desaturate the green all the way, because I just, I don't like, like green. Like, turn up the green. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I always added purple. A purple, no, yeah, I'm kidding. Okay, so, so anyway, please tell me you remember what you were saying. No, yeah, I mean, it's just, like, Anyone of any skill set when it comes to music, experience or not, if you're just someone who, you know, likes math and business and right. isn't super creatively wired, can still listen to a song and kind of be like, oh, wow, that's that's a catchy melody. Right. That's a good, that's a good, you know, line. That's kind of, that doesn't sound cheesy. Right. You know? It can and which is, it's just, it's such an amazing gift and mm-hmm. uh, power. Yeah, to for real. Unite people. Yeah. I think that's so cool. Yeah, that's why the um, yeah. what made me think of that. That's why you know, in old TV TV shows, you see these, basically what seem like mobster music producers, um, you know, just saying that's a hot beat, uh, <laughs> catchy tune, and they'd over here doing this. I want something snappy. <laughs> oh, my hand just cramped up. <laughs> it just, I snapped and like a bone popped and everything like. Is that black. the noise it made? Listen, guys, now that there's a bit of a lull in the conversation, two things. Bosey's beverage, we got to crack Ooh. it. Um, and I got to turn my air down because I am sweating um, sweating buckets up in here. Um, so, Jay Michael, we're going to start. Guess first, I say. Samuel, always guess first. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. What's your, what's your Bosey's beverage tonight? Do you guys have cans? Yeah, cans I, are acceptable. Are, are you going to open them? Yeah, there's got to be a sound that your Bosey's okay. beverage presents. Oh, uh, my <laughs> leftover Baja Blast. From okay, Cookout. okay, Taco Man from Cookout. It's Taco. Oh, Bell. I mean Taco Bell. <laughs> you know, you know uh, a cookout. Shout. Cooking <laughs> Okay, Samuel, what about you? What you got? Um, I'm drinking my. This is audio only. I'm drinking my completely three quarters full glass of water. It's an empty glass of water, and uh, let me sh- tell you why that why that pisses me off is because, uh, Jay Michael, I don't know if you caught this episode, but um, 
when I didn't have any beverage, I didn't want to just be a wuss and go to water. So I drank back, ranch. Boys. I drank you ranch, ranch dressing, and it was Dang disgusting. It, what episode was that? Uh, I'll find it. We'll figure it out. It was like okay. four, maybe. I watched the first, or I listened to the first. Three, oh, the Weezer one, at least. Oh, the first three. Thanks, man. Yeah, I listened to. I think I listened to two eavesdropping episodes, and I remember just thinking, like, this is fun. Like, everyone's just dude, chilling here. I, dude, eavesdropping was hilarious. I don't know if you dude, ever listened awesome. to, like, some of the openers that we had were just <laughs> stupid. Like, we had one where we had harmonicas. Really? And it just <laughs> opens with, with, like, three, with the harmonica. It's so funny. Dude, I love the one. Like, I'm, I'm like, hilarious in those. Like, I'll make myself is, laugh. But I just got one of my favorite Bozy's beverage oh, out of Oh, well, you got an actual beverage. Thank God. Um, let's go in here. Yeah. Oh wait, no, that's not a beverage. That looks like it shouldn't be. I'm not a big. Um, I'm not a big citrus guy. That's not but, lime juice, is it? Um, but you know, you got to take a swig of lime juice every now and then. Uh, okay. Yeah. Wait. Keeps before we do, let me get a video of this. I almost I'll post this on my story. Hold on. Go for it, Samuel. I don't know how to drink it. I'm gonna be honest. Okay, you just drink it. Go for it. He's drinking it right now. Oh, no, he's sniffing it. Oh, my god. I'm not kidding. This smell. I didn't expect it to smell bad. This might be bad. Come on, man. Does lemon juice expire? I did the ranch. Take a sip. It's different. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is really dead air for you guys. How is it, Samuel? (laughs) It's not that bad. It sounds like it, man. <laughs> it sounds Dude, that great. gag was <laughs> hilarious. Okay. Okay. That's okay. his Bozzy's beverage. Okay. Can I, um, uh, you guys talk. I'm going to go wash my hand. I got a little bit. Okay. Well, I got a lime <laughs> seltzer, so I'm just going to go ahead and crack that. You guys know me. I'm always, yeah, you already know. I'm here with the seltzers. Let's go. What brand? Um, Bubbly. I'm rocking Bubbly right now. I like Bubbly. My I fa- love LaCroix, but dude, Publix brand, dude, is that's incredible. It's it's pretty good. I remember being shocked by like I got the like the the orange and it was really good. Yeah, the lime, uh, the like, lime, just the basic the flavors are really great. You want to know my favorite right now? I've been really loving Aha. That's like, have you had Aha? Oh before? yeah, yeah. My my friend, uh, their combos has those at his house. Really, and they're so good. The Do combos you know are I love amazing. The, is it Do like you know the blackberry maybe? Blackberry and coffee. The, do you know what Jet says when he's walking Solid. through Publix and he's like, and he sees that his favorite seltzer on the shelf? He goes, I'm going to get you. Uh-huh. Weezer there's reference. A, you wouldn't yeah, know. Actually, you true fans know. would. True fans would. True fans would. Yeah. I'm a fake fan. What, what have you heard? I'm not of a self proclaimed Weezer fan. But what have you heard? Everything I've heard by Weezer is good. I've heard like their main ones and then um, a few off of their new one. Right. And then, that was a great album. Uh, what was... I can't remember which color album is my my buddy Salem's favorite, but I've listened to a I think, few I think Salem favorite. said Blue was his favorite. Yeah. With maybe. like Say It Ain't So and Buddy Holly on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also... I think he might have actually had another like colored one that wasn't the, the well, blue one. He had listened... He told me that he had listened to Everything <clears throat> Will Be All Right in the End. Which is me and Samuel's favorite. Um, is wait, that's not the one that has like a space cover, right? No, that has like the big like monster on it. Like forwards, like the, it's like, really warm. Like, 
looking. It's, it's, it's like oh, an orange yeah. color, and it's got like a like a monster on four yeah, legs. Yeah, I think I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's actually a new album coming out May 7th. Van Weezer, really? baby. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Wait, it's didn't they awesome. just release one? Yeah. They just, yeah. well, they've been sitting on this album. Basically, what Rivers said, he, he said they had finished Van Weezer and they were sitting on it waiting for the right time. And then COVID hit and they didn't feel like it was the right time. So they made OK Human, the recent one, in COVID. Yeah. Okay. And then That's this sick. one has been sitting and waiting and now they're releasing it. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I'm Respect. stoked. It's going to be awesome. And me and Samuel expect- are going to go see them in sometime in the summer. July? Dope. What was it? July? That's awesome. Summer? July. July or somewhere. Somewhere, Sometime. <laughs> somewhere around the year. Oh, um, man. I didn't expect, I did not expect them to really, <laughs> I promise it was only lime juice. I it was did not expect juice. them to release that this year. Yeah, like, me neither. I, was I knew that, me. like I knew in my heart, you know, trust my heart, trust your feelings. Amen. Trust my heart, trust your feelings. <laughs> um, I just trust knew that heart. like, yeah, they'll probably release that hopefully beginning of next year. Right. That would be the smart thing to do because they just released an album. But I'm glad that they're right. not going by a corporate, you know. Yeah, schedule. Go, yeah, they could go by like a payout kind of thing. Right. So are they just on their grind? Are they just working on? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Like them and the Strokes, they've just been pumping out. I'm grinding. Music. Dude. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Their well, new, the Strokes' new uh, album is incredible. It's amazing, dude. So I mean, obviously. Every song is. The Adults Are Talking is like the biggest one. That's like their biggest right. song on Spotify right it's now. so catchy. Yeah. That I listened to that like hit. twice today, actually. Really? Th- th- that song literally is amazing, dude. I, I got to make a video to that. But hey, we should do some video and photo stuff together. Definitely. Totally. Definitely It'd be awesome. Totally. Anyway, um, but Originally, and I have a couple thoughts here because uh, I was going to say originally I brought up Phoenix because the strokes are often like to Phoenix fans compared to like the closest band in sound. So that's what got me into the strokes originally. Mm. Um, but okay. what got me like deep diving was hearing the adults are talking because I heard that, listened to the whole album, and went, you know what? I'm going to listen to everything. So I've listened to all their albums all the way through, um, which is great. But what I was going to say when it comes to being on the grind and on the hustle, Phoenix has been, well, th- their most recent album was TMO, which came out 2017. And mm. I've been really just, because I have worn out. I mean, I, I can't even tell you how many times I've heard all their albums, like an, an insane right. amount of times. Yeah. And like, I've just been waiting for like more stuff. And um, they came out with Identical, which was their single. They came out with that. 2020 and i wore it out i I literally counted when it came out i listened to it 13 times in a row like i just on repeat i I was obsessed (laughs) i don't know how you do that that's impressive well it was just like literally it would get to the course and i would literally be in my room just like eyes closed just like grooving to it like it was just like just like water to a thirsty soul man like it was amazing are you like i think you're the same way i am right like in every way yeah in every way, we're basically the same. <laughs> That's all I was gonna say. Go ahead, okay, Jay Michael. Yeah. Um, no, um, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> when I listen to music or when I get into a band or an artist, I'm normally into that artist until I basically don't want to listen to them anymore. Yeah, no, yeah, sense. me too. That's what makes me such a terrible DJ because someone mm-hmm. gives me the phone. They're like, play some music, and I'm like. I'm only into the Strokes right now. We're just going to listen yeah. to their albums. Like yeah. that's it, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of cool because that's kind of an old-fashioned way of listening to music. Because I, I love, I love records and vinyl. Yeah, like, I'm I love a huge it. Fan. 
And I think um, that's it's a cool way to listen to music, like being into one really thing is. for a long time. Because yeah. it causes you to really appreciate it, you know? Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't huge on albums until mm-hmm. last year. And I really got into listening to albums. I think it's because I get really bored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I have a very short um, attention span creatively. Right. So I when I love a song, um, I don't listen to it like i i resist the urge to listen to it non-stop non-stop because i know i'm gonna get like sick of it no yeah me um, too i'm the same way yeah uh but i've really i love albums i think albums are the best art form for example yeah. um hippocampus the band i mentioned earlier right. their first they had like a ton of eps that's what they mm-hmm. kind of lived off of and like played festivals festivals right. and stuff early on but then they released their first full-length album, and it was really, like, you know, some really good alternative, pretty big atmosphere. You know, they had some experiment, like a few experimental things in it. Just really right. well-rounded, easy to listen to, catchy things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, they had locked in some, you know, good dro- uh, grooves and had a lot of energy. Yeah. And then their second full-length album, Bambi. Um, I've heard of that one. Is one of my favorite albums, and I hated really? it at first. Like really? I did not like it at all. Yeah. And then I went back, and I was bored coming home from a trip, and I listened to it, and I was kind of like, I heard a couple ideas, and I was like, okay. And then the more and more I listened to it, the more and more I love this album. Like I, I really consider it pretty close to a perfect album. Yeah. And the thing that really hooked me on it was that. Unlike their first album, they made this album with, I'm assuming, I feel like there's just a little bit of um, the intent of it gets better the more familiar you are with it. Right. For example, there's one song with a solo that just hits a weird note with the chord that it's playing under. Rubs against it. It's a really, yeah, it's a really fuzz, just very like pokey guitar sound it's not like sitting in the mix or anything it's just kind of there and it hits this note and then it leads into the last chorus and just like when you listen to that the first time it's kind of just like eh. and lately when i did i was like right. what is that but yeah. then once i'm familiar with that when i'm used to it i really see what's what's going on and mm-hmm. i really love and respect them for doing that yeah because when you make something that that the more familiar you are with it, the more and more you can appreciate from it is a very mature way to make something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it just lasts a lot longer, like way longer. Yeah. Um, No, I mean... And I literally love that album. You got to listen to Bambi by Hippocampus. I got on the list. I still got to (laughs) finish... Call, so close to finishing. Yeah, I'm really close to finishing. where, Where are you in that? I got... I think I'm like officially like halfway... And my excuse is I've just been so into the strokes that anytime yeah, I pull out Spotify, I just it's listen just to the strokes. strokes. And now I feel that. Have yeah. you gotten to 220 yet? Because I know I've probably sent you that song before, but 220 is the, is the rock song right in the middle of it. I don't think so. You're, you'll, you're probably almost there. I, um, but they. I know you don't care that much, but I promise I, I will care. finish it like tomorrow. I, I really want to go hear for it. it. It's so. It's so. So good. The yeah. first half of the album is really energetic, like mm-hmm. 
They just have so much. The the thing that I love about it is they have so many elements that um, just stick out in a good way. Right. It, it feels very like in the studio, in a room, jamming with their instruments. But it's not just, you know, the bare bones, garage band sort of sound. It's right. got a lot of details and, you know, certain atmospheric things that kind of add to the soundscape of it. You know, that's one thing that I love about the Strokes is that they're right. so, especially their early stuff, it's so five elements, you know, four mm-hmm. to five elements, right. maybe like some synth in it. But you can hear everything that's going on and the the patterns and the melodies like interweave and complement each yeah. other. And it wouldn't be the same if you subtract or change one detail. And I love when you yeah, can hear exactly. all that. And I kind of prefer that over just a wall of sound. No, but, yeah. Everything's um, playing a part. It's not just there yeah, to yeah. fill a void. Yeah. And with when I was younger, the first Colony House album, um, once they have that one of the best rock songs I've ever heard. 220. 220. Yeah. Um, it then, the second half of the album is, it's a lot more like meaningful, right. um, really kind of slower. Um, not that they weren't talking about deep things in the first half. It's just, it's different. Towards the end, it gets very, uh, there's a lot of space with reverbs mm-hmm. that they use and just sounds um, where it's not, they're not like, playing with the drums and the the bass and the electric and the you know kind of bigger vocals it's all yeah yeah there's just a lot of movement and kind of slower more acoustic driven i'd say but it's it's phenomenal i love the way they can just balance the sounds but yeah then their second album they released a song called 320 which is another like experimental rock song it's got a slight more psychedelics than like the right. garage band sound of 220 right and then the third album that they released at the beginning of last year phenomenal album that's also one that mm. just gets better the more you listen to it but they didn't have that like they didn't have a, a continuation of that or really like rock hitting song or just something that was just like dirty yeah. in a good way um and that was the only thing that i felt was missing really and then uh is today the 21st? Yeah. yeah. So yesterday yeah. they released uh, a song called Oh Yeah, which is essentially 420. Um, mm, it, right. The duration is 420. They released it yesterday. Damn, it is man. a It is a, a ride. It's so really? BC Boys. It's like they have like a hint of um, BC Boys in it. And then there's some psychedelic things. And then at the end it gets kind of – it's – Dude, incredible you're getting me so, so and the music video the music video is in, is so good really so good but Dude, that's awesome I, I recommend listening to their new song oh yeah it's just a ride and the fact yeah. that these like dads these like kind of closer to you know mid maybe i'd say early to mid 30s yeah are making you know the stuff that they're making it's just so cool yeah i love it that's awesome that's so cool i cannot wait to dig more into that and like so good i gotta finish i gotta finish the first album like i'm so stoked about it but um not to backtrack but when you were talking about getting into music i obviously agree with that um because for instance bankrupt which is 
you know, one of my favorite Phoenix albums, literally I thought was like really boring at first because mm. a lot of it is really long songs with like synth loops. Mm. And a lot of it is just like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I started getting into it and I, I mean, oh my gosh, I can't even believe that I didn't love it. Like these loops are amazing. They intentionally use these old kind of crappy keyboards to just inc- create this amazing environment. And like the song... I know I'm gonna botch the pronunciation, but Draca Noir. I'm gonna say it like that. It's the it's the 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 French uh, Cologne. Um, that's that's what it's named after. It's such an amazing song. Like it it goes just like instantly starts huge, and the the chorus is so amazing. And then when they get to the bridge, it is so powerful. I mean, it's just mm. these huge tom hits and this 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 loop. It's just going like. Like it's just like a super like an just arpeggiator, like, right? Yeah, an arpeggiator, and it's just going through that course, and <clears> it just <throat> starts with that and the toms, and then the vocals kick in, and oh my gosh, it just gives me chills. It's amazing. So anyway, I That's love awesome. that, and um, but I wanted to also say, Samuel, um, you've been really quiet, and I know you kind of listener, you you kind of when, when he said how how that Bambi he originally didn't love, and um, then he got really into it. It's like one of his favorites now. I could see you had expression like you were thinking of stuff. So like what what came to your mind? I mean, I've experienced that with a bunch of songs that I've loved. Um, I think uh, like that Weezer album, Everything Will Be Right in the End. Right. I didn't hate it, but I did not love it the first listen through. Mm-hmm. And me neither. I think you and me listened to it together the second, my second time. It was my and, like third and I was getting into it. I was like, okay, this is actually kind of yeah. cool. The third time, it was legit. I was seeing like the artwork play out in my mind, the way these songs were tying together, and just how amazing it kept getting. And it seemed like after one song would end, the next one would be better. Yeah. And it seemed that way with every song. Um, it's exactly what needed to play after the next one. Yeah. And I'm still going through that. Like I'm listening to stuff on Pinkerton. And I did. Mm-hmm. I, I disliked Pinkerton when I first heard it. Me too. I was but not a fan. <clears throat> there are some really, um, mainly lyrically, some really cool things on there that I like. I've been talking yeah. a lot. I know with Jet and with you, Jet and Noah, not yeah. with Jet and you, Noah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> just about like uh, Rivers specifically, just writing out, writing out songs that I would never think for anyone to write. Um, I think my favorite example is no one else off a blue Mm. album. And it's, it's probably like musically, I think it's probably down there. It's a more bland song. Yeah. Nothing crazy going on, but, um, it's just basically about like a selfish, a really selfish, low, you know, insensitive Mm. and kind of objectifying Mm. place that I know I've been in as a young lad. And I'm sure that's kind of where rivers was writing from just basically like, I want a girl who's not going to laugh, look, you know, do anything or have anything to do with any other male at all. Mm -hmm. And I don't think the song is like amazing lyrically, but I think it's amazing that he wrote that and articulated it and put that out there because that's almost like, it's it's useless thinking, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, um, right. 
it, it's kind of it's kind of odd, but I I'm finding a lot of charm in that, and I'm I'm really inspired by just that <clears throat> form of expressing art. Um, yeah. The yeah, that's really interesting. You know, not being afraid of what people will think because I mean, obviously, he's written some other things that are you know downright que- questionable, like uh, what uh, what is it called? Oh, I can't Constancy. stop partying. Oh, I can't stop partying. I thought you said I can't stop farting. No, that's, that's, that's what I heard. I was like, that <laughs> yeah. is cool. That is pretty questionable. It is questionable. Can you, dude? You, uh, <laughs> Jay, you know the um, and maybe you too, Jay Mike. Uh, on a okay human, what's the one that goes? Dun, 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 dun. A screens. Dun, 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 Just dun, imagine dun, that dun. as farts. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I want funny. to uh, just ask you guys. Um, and this will be helpful for anybody listening, but I'll start with Jay Michael. You have to recommend one stroke song since you're pretty heavy into them. Well, what's, what was your favorite? What would you say you're like, you could, as, as far as right now, your favorite band is right now, what you've been doing a extreme deep dive. Did you say strokes? Um, I, I, I haven't recently done a deep dive of strokes. Like it's been, I deep dived, um, a few months ago, I did their new album, their first album, and then Come Down Machine. Right. I haven't okay. done the other two, I think. Um, uh, they have six total, I think. They have six? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been deep diving John Mark McMillan. Really? Um, yeah. He wrote He's How sick. He Loves, right? Right. Yeah. And... Um, you know that's it's a worship song. And he ha- right. he has he did he wrote King of My Heart. Um, right, really? right, right. I didn't know. Well, I think his, didn't his wife write that one? Maybe, but or he was a part of it. like he was a part of it, right? Yeah, he was a part of it. <clears throat> but other than that, he might have like there's another one that's kind of like a worship song, but it's not. All his other stuff isn't like worship music. Right, it's remember very, the medicine? Yeah, 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 and I love uh, all. I've been really into Mercury and Lightning Sessions. I was about to bring that up. Um, and then also, oh, the Road, the Rocks, and the Weeds. Incredible storytelling and writing. It's Philadelphia so is such a good song. I am in love with that song. But I think, in particular, with the Mercury and Lightning Sessions, um. I I love I remember because I, I I was exposed to those to a few of those songs when I first got Spotify mm-hmm. um, and my friend <clears throat> kind of put me on and I really liked uh, Mercury and Lightning with a little piano like the mm-hmm. it's yeah, like yeah, it just had it was awesome. like really dope I was like oh that's sick but I thought even with the cover you know being of I'm um, I'm pretty sure it's either a Greek or a Roman god or you know some sort of like mm-hmm. he talks a lot about um, you know gods and mythology right. and obviously you know knowing watching some of him just talking about music he he um, very much is inspired by writing and other people and history but just seeing. Um, the way he translated, um, you know, old mythology 
that civilizations were so, you know, into and, you know, pointed it back to God, I think was really incredible. I really loved, because you always look at um, those as very separate things, like they kind of are, but when you look at um, the Greek and the Roman gods and, you know, the extents that people and civilizations went to to follow and serve them, it just only elevates uh, God and what he did, right. you know, and in Jesus becoming human and dying the lowest death right. imaginable, most humiliating yeah. death. Um, and know, it, it really oh, just, it's just, it's a, uh, it's really interesting to see just how he talks about that and yeah. how he translates and works that together. And, you know, it's just very poetic and artistic and right. super cool been loving that go ahead man that's awesome i um i i find it interesting that you bring up i didn't even i haven't kept up with his music in a while i was really only into one of his albums um well like one and a half um but um i find it just interesting like like i know most like most you know even progressive or orthodox whatever the correct word to use uh, like Christians, as far as like mythology and any other gods, any of that history, any of that stuff, they won't even go near. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um. And I think it's just a really interesting thing for him to go out doing that, pursuing that and pursuing that through his art. Yeah. I think it's really interesting. Like I, the game God of War, mm-hmm. the like latest God of War. I love the storytelling in that game, mainly because, you know, I'd never heard, or not, I've heard of it, but I've never really delved into Norse mythology because I was homeschooled, mm-hmm. and we just didn't cover that. Yeah, um, yeah, same here. You know, and it, I was so just infatuated with it. I thought it was so cool, um, just the level level of storytelling. Um, but anyway, that was just a, a thought I had. Cause, no, yeah, that's yeah. great. I think it's it's just cool to see what inspires other people. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you even take out, you know, uh, his, you know, faith and everything. It's just the fact that he's inspired today by, you know, old civilizations and cultures right. who did some pretty, you know, went to some pretty lengthy extents to serve um and just how that inspires him is really awesome i think it's just so yeah so cool i wish people were just you know open to what inspires them and hearing what inspires other people right Yeah. yeah yeah i'd love to dig into him more i remember noah always listening to we started with the original the first album which was um uh well no i'm sure he listened to the medicine but i remember him listening to economy a lot mm-hmm. um but i really remember him listening to borderland and borderland is mercury and lightning that's like the two yeah. i remember and i remember listening with him to mercury and lightning <clears throat> and it being so like rock and i was just i just always thought it was just like a kind of just like a church 
music guy. So I yeah, remember yeah, I did really being like, wow, that's a groove. And I actually saw him live and mm. it was crazy how like insanely like awesome it was. Like the drums, dude. I, I remember literally- Some of their live recordings that I've heard. I haven't so heard cool. it, but um, I literally remember when the drummer hit the kick, mm. it literally shook my core to the point of where it, it was almost like you were having to push through pain for it. It was right. like an insanely Good. loud, like deep bassy kick drum. And I mean, once the band kicked in, that was like a hardcore show. Like it grooved so hard. Yeah. And I remember just being like, hmm, that's awesome. And I, and I hate that I never really digged into his or dug into his music. Um, mm. That's so cool. What would you say would be a good one to start with to really like delve into? Okay, so Philadelphia is really that's a great song, dude. Um, another good song is Holy Ghost off mm-hmm. of Borderlands. The mm-hmm. the chorus I have the lyrics pulled up. Um, dead. The chorus is dead in the water, like lamb to the slaughter. If the wind doesn't sing her song, and I'm speaking in tongues because I need a Holy Ghost. Wow, that's really I think, cool. Like just the way he writes, and the and just not being boxed into anything. There's nothing that he's like completely set. Yeah, you know he doesn't have. He's not ignorant towards, um, uh, history and he's open minded understanding other people's yep. mistakes and ventures, right. which I think today we're really bad at. We're mm-hmm. really bad. I mean, I'm terrible at. Every, you know, everybody is everybody. being yeah, open minded. Every, everyone's <clears throat> bad at being open minded. Yeah. Yeah, seeing the other side of the story. Yeah, and just those are two really good ones. That's awesome. Um, I have a because really they're also cool, pretty too. I have a really like cool. I don't know about well. Cool is not the right word. I'm doing that thing again. I'm doing that thing. <clears throat> we just don't keep, talk well. I Go just ahead. Keep restarting keep my sentence. <laughs> um, Philadelphia. I have. Before Spotify was big, I had um, purchased the Medicine album, so it, all those songs are on my phone mm. in my right. you know Apple nice. Music library. To those of you who still remember what that is, <laughs> I almost forgot. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, Philadelphia was my wake up alarm for so long, mm. and I would wake up, whether it be for school or even carried into like when I was getting my you know first couple jobs. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I would almost every morning just sit there and just listen to the song all the way through. Mm-hmm. And the song naturally now isn't like I need to like give it a serious listen because I almost could care less about it either way because I've literally heard it. I mean, yeah, yeah, every morning, literally so many. Especially times. attaching it to like waking up, waking up, yeah, and like the roller coaster of emotions that that song has been through with me because mm. like. When I say like handful of jobs, like it carried the song was with me the morning of the first day where I was nervous and excited to, you know, step into the world of an adult. Right. 17 or whatever I was to the, you know, middle of that experience where I'm dreading waking up because Hmm. this job sucks and it's making me depressed. Hmm. Just laying there, just eyes you know wide open, staring at the ceiling, hearing the lyrics of that song, which I can't even remember. The the one lyric I specifically remember is something about the uh, swinging. What is it? The the screen door. Yeah. Um, something that's like about. that's a distinct one, but I would listen that's to those awesome. lyrics and 
I still really don't know what the song means. I need to take a deep dive, but that that I, I ha, that's a really interesting memory tied to that one. Did you say screen door? Is that what you said? Is it screen door? It's you step through me and the screen door hits the wood. Ooh, really? Oh. Good lord, Dude. that gave me chills. Wow, he's a real. That's I need awesome. to go that's back. The, heard that's the first it. line of that song. Really? I, dude, oh my gosh. I remember <laughs> that because it I remember that would hit really hard because that being the first line. And like I said, I'd listen to the whole song and I would just soak it in before waking yeah, up like actually getting out of bed. Yeah, that's the lyrical cor- genius, man. The chorus ahead, lyrics are so these running through wait, sorry. So who's running through these halls in the house of pain that are staring back at me like the ocean from a plane? And I swear I've seen your eyes in the ghost of Philadelphia. Oh my goodness, mm, dude. I just I'm, got I'm listening, to him. I'm listening yeah. to him next time I get a chance. I, I kind of forgot yeah. he existed. Holy moly. And dude, that's wow. That's the thing about like the mistake of especially with Christian music. Mm-hmm. I think I think anything honest can be worshipful. Right. Oh yeah. So I, I plan to make a lot of worship music. That isn't like Christian music, right? Because it's not about being a Christian song. It's about like this is like me pouring out my heart is worshipful. But would you the say fact Colony that, House does that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I the live shows that I've been to, um, you know they they have they don't do like they don't like pick the um the order of the songs or like the songs the night of like the tour that they go on is pretty much the same every night, but they always at least have like the time where Caleb, the lead singer will, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of talk and they'll do like the, for the last tour, it was that he did an acoustic medley of a ton of songs. Right. Just kind of talked and uh, their biggest, probably one of their biggest songs for a fan, any fan of Colony House is moving forward. And, um, like the opening line is I found life and I found laughter in forgiveness. I found rest, um, on the shoulders of redemption. I found hope when hope was dead. Um, Hmm. the chorus is my eyes are open. My heart is beating. My lungs are full and my body's breathing. I'm moving forward. Um, I found my freedom. I've found the life that give, that gave me reason to live. Wow, that's um, awesome. And it's just they they <clears throat> don't have to address or pray on stage. Yeah. But you can feel the Holy Spirit in the in the room. Right. And um not only Christians listen to that. I think that's the thing is um I can relate, like I can hopefully have a conversation with anybody and especially even with music. Like I want to reach a lot of people through conversation and through the actual, you know, making music. I want to reach a lot of people through that. And when you box in, um, you know, especially with Christian music, it's always like an eye roll because, right. you know, Christian yeah. radio has destroyed yeah. any artistic integrity in creating Christian music. Right, for so, real. Um, you said it, it really just, I think, cause it's a, it's just about, it's about life. Mm-hmm. Like music is, 
a lot of it's it's really about life and it's about love and loss and hope and the ups and downs and the the struggles that you deal with and unforgiveness and right you know the depths and whatever it is like it's you know god can be seen in all that yeah um and even yeah. if you don't see god in that you can relate to it because that's what life is yeah right um and so yeah Conley house great <laughs> great stuff awesome. and, and uh john mark McMahon. right that's i i wish i would have seen him as an, an actual artist sooner than I did. Yeah. Because he his writing and is is it incredible? That's his amazing. communication is and it's yeah, so Yeah, I really need to listen. I I'd say that I was talking with a friend recently and I'd say the best way to put him and his writing style and his music is it's the closest thing to modern day hymn writing I think possible. Like it's just mm-hmm. got this old feel to it. It's really, it's so like, some of it is just, it's so cathedral feeling. Like it just has mm. this grandioseness, grandioseness, grandiose, <laughs> grandiose, uh, you know, feeling to it. And it can also be simple and honest. Yeah. So his, his lyrical expression is, I mean, I even knew, yeah. I mean, I even knew whenever I listened to the album as a younger person. Um, mm. who had not had any life experience. <clears throat> um, yeah, there's a lot of life in this. Yeah, mm. there's a lot of... I, I don't know. It, I, I really just appreciate him coming up in that like Christian artist world and not um, conforming to society. Yep. And like absolutely. you said, you know, being outside the box, not being confined. Right. Um, and it's, it's, you know, really worked out for him. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I mean, because... How he loves was early for him. Right, that was, that he was didn't long time ago. He he didn't write that you know the song that took off after three or four albums. Like he yeah. started off hot. Yeah, and yeah. he had to find his way and you know work through ego and everything. And well, right when something blows up like that, before you've even really found yourself as an artist, it's probably kind of hard to progress and find yourself when. The world has already ident- gave you, given you an identity, you know? Yeah. He's like, what's yeah. my identity? And everyone's like, you're how he loves us guy. Yeah. You know what you're I mean? You're the worship guy. Right. And it's, I remember hearing <clears throat> Noah talk about that song, how in church it's such a, it was such a general kind of simple way that they used it. It was just like, oh, he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Like, like, like yeah, Jesus God loves, loves us. Me. Like but right, me, basically. but when he actually told me the story behind it, oh yeah, um, story man, the story is really him trying to convince himself, yeah, that God loves yeah. him, which yeah. is crazy. It's just like yeah. that's, that's just crazy. So good, that's art. I mean, that's not yes. just saying God is good, which he, goosebumps. He yeah. is right. Like for real, me too. I got <clears> goosebumps. Like the fact that that whole song is him literally just crying out the words he loves us to try to find some belief in it because he's going through such a hard place that is just powerful you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah and the fact that it blew up and then it was just such a taken for granted song it was just another church song that just hurts um yeah. so i'm sure it was hard for him to really find an identity in his music when he has been given when he was originally given such a basic title of just you know a mm. christian music guy yeah yeah that's Do really you guys- crazy 
I, I have this thought and I'm just curious cause I had this, like, it almost like, it was almost a midlife crisis that had not happened to me. It probably wasn't going to happen to me, but <laughs> with that song blowing up for him, obviously, you know, royalties plenty. You know, right. Yeah. J.M. J. McMillan, just like, you know, feathering out the, do- <laughs> Rolling the, the, in the, it. the dollars. Right. Um, <laughs> nice. Realistically. I, I mean, I'm sure he made money on that song, but I don't know how much. But <laughs> giving that, I just had the quick thought, just, you know, cylinders firing off in the brain. Um him getting those royalties and being financially secure at that time. You know, I'm, I wonder how much of a midlife crisis it is to have plenty of money, not to have to worry about making money for the next Mm. month. Like I had, I put my, I tried to put myself in the perspective. It was like last month. I thought, you know, we always have the thought, man, it'd be nice if I had some money. I would buy some different things. I would set up right. things all right. But what would I do if I had a million dollars? It was that thing. <laughs> it was like, what if you got $500,000 tomorrow? What if you got $200,000 tomorrow and you decided, okay, I'm just going to live off this. I'm going to live frugally and live off this. And then I thought, I'm going to be a depressed mess. Yeah. Not to say that my number one driver is money, but that it's kind of that goal. I need to, you know, sustain myself every month. So it's kind of that constant drive. I don't know how you guys would be in that situation, but I'm just curious because I don't think I would thrive in it. No, I don't think you can. Because I think as like, as a human, and I don't say this in a sexist way, but I mean, at least speaking from the place of, you know, a man and becoming a man you're meant to work for a living. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's in your blood to, to work, you know, since we were created, you know, we're meant to, you know, work in the fields to feed ourselves and our, and our wives and our children, because we're made to work for the reward. I mean, on, on the last episode or whatever it was, I was talking about the balance between rest and work and how you can't have one without the other. If you fall into the position of of being completely secure with no need to work, your life, even if you like make yourself go do something, your life is really just in a constant place of rest to the point to where it becomes unhealthy. You don't yeah. have any drive because you don't need anything. And of course, I'm not saying being rich is bad because I mean, I think making a ton of money is really good. If you can yeah. support yourself and make a lot of money doing it, good for you. You know what I mean? But... Um, there always, I think, has to be something for you to work towards because that's your purpose as a man is to to be working towards something and, and to, to be working for something to get a reward from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like that's the way we were created. I mean, not to get all biblical on y'all fools, but I think, I think Eve was the work for Adam. I mean, relationally, you know what I mean? Yeah. He worked for, uh, you know, worked for her to provide food and to provide whatever when it was needed, obviously. Um, and the reward was her and her being healthy and content. So I think, I think being in a spot where you don't need to work, I don't think any man could thrive. It's actually, it's interesting that you say, you know, content, because that's the first thing that came to my mind is Mm -hmm. when you have everything you need to be comfortable like how can you be content? And mm-hmm. if you're and even when you're not comfortable, if you're not content, 
then you're not going to it's not it's not even about being satisfied yeah it's about being appreciative i guess in yeah. in some way or another cuz you know if you're not content with what you had and you're all have and you're always working to the next thing and then once you get the thing you're already focused on the next thing like i think the chase is a big thing for everyone whether yeah. they realize it or not just yeah yeah to what you're saying at least that's what i identify with yeah, identify yeah. that's right. what i identify as as a chaser so chaser yeah <laughs> it's just it's hard to it's hard to find you know i think the the beautiful thing about life is not the big things mm-hmm. it's the little things that make you know life beautiful and when you're so focused on it's not even necessarily about materialistic things it's really just when you're focused on you know getting to that point whatever that point is for you right then you just lose sight of what's going on around you right because if you if i think one thing that with music that i've written a lot about um is both being stuck in the past and being caught up in the future Mm -hmm. because they're both it's pretty much you know the same thing right but you know when you're so you know unhealthily caught up in the past or the future it it's not like it's just ideas it it affects your present yeah Really? If I'm so caught up in my past and my future, that's going to affect the way I think and feel and things I do now. Yeah, I mean... Which just, it's like unhealthy. Yeah, th- think about the ability. Think about how you can't love yourself if all you can think about is something you messed up on a month ago. Mm. You know what yeah, I mean? absolutely. Like, in, in back to, I don't know if you guys remember, like probably 30 minutes ago, I said... I don't know. I don't remember what saying it was, but I said like, you you know, sometimes things that sound kind of corny or cliche, you'll realize why why they're said so much once it actually yeah. hits you. Yeah. yeah. For for instance, you know, it's it's the little things in life. You know, everyone says that it's kind of a joke almost. Yeah. But really, when you when that actually hits you and starts to have some meaning, mm. it's an incredibly pow- like powerful thing to really realize that the present is well. It's like he said in Kung Fu Panda, the present is called present because it's a present, baby. It's a um, gift. But for Yo. real, like, yeah, gift, whatever. Shut up. <laughs> the point being, like, finding the contentness. I, I remember, sorry, I kind of cut myself off. I do that a lot. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, I think it was probably a year, two years ago, I did not have an ounce of the life experience that I have now. And now I won't have an ounce of what I'll have well, two ounces, but um, <laughs> two ounces or one and a half. Two ounces. You just said ounce. Two ounces. <laughs> two ounces. <laughs> Good sir. <laughs> my point. My point being, even though I had like none of the experience dealing with like relationships and like hard times and all that that I have now, I had a really solid understanding of how life worked and how to focus mm-hmm. on the present and be happy. And I remember even having some friends that were like, yeah, as you grow up, you know, things will change and your views may be different. And I was like, that's true. 
but the truth doesn't change. And this thing that has been, this kind of life viewpoint that was guiding me at 14 is still really, really powerful to have at 16. I remember having the thought like, looking at my life basically in sections and cubes and they kind of move upward and upward and not, you know, that's just progressing through life. And basically when you can't be content or happy with where you are, you kind of, uh, you kind of stop in your tracks. Like imagine a cube and that's the cube fills, you know, and then once it's at the top, it breaks into another cube and that cube fills and that kind of moves up. If this cube is where you are in your life and you can't find any way to be happy and enjoy it, you're never really going to get to the end of it and be able to move on to the next one. So I remember thinking when I was like 14, I was like, I have to find in this, finger quotes, cube of my life, the beauty and and the the things that I can take joy in and, and work for. And yep. work towards so that I will move on to something else. I don't think you're going to really move on to a new point in your life if you can't even accept the one you're in now. Yeah. Um, and that's and for, that's exactly the thing with when you're stuck in the past, yeah. you're stuck in the past. You can't, how can you stuck. progress if you are just in this cycle of stuff that could have happened or didn't happen? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I mean, for me at the time, the big one was just kind of being alone. Like I had, you know, have great family, but, but I was at the point where I was so close with Samuel, but we weren't in the same state and it killed me. You know, I didn't have a license, you know, all of my family was working. So they were gone in the day. So every, every day I would be like alone in my house doing school. And there was just this sense of boredom and like, that was the hard thing for me. But once I accepted, I'm home alone all day. What can I find here that is important that I can work towards that can help me to, you know, find more things. And like, for me, the thing that really came to my mind was time management, working out uh, routine. And that was when I really started like, managing my days like creating daily routines and like working on my time management working on instead of taking all day to do math do math in the mornings so that the rest of your day can be dedicated to something else and i found a lot of really important things that bro i'm still working on it. it's been two years and i'm still working on that but i've grown a lot in routine and mm-hmm. i mean sure enough i've been presented with a lot of new opportunities of course COVID hit so everyone was home alone um but like um <laughs> finger guns in the finger chat guns. Everybody. finger guns in the chat finger sorry guns in the chat. but yeah like really like i remember thinking like i really don't have a lot of friends right now and i'm kind of home alone all day and i hated it for months but then when i kind of accepted i'm home alone all day and saw that as a good thing like i'm home alone all day i can work on getting really good with time management so that when I do have a lot of things going on, I'll know how to balance Balance. it with what I have to do. And sure enough, I've got a lot of new friends and opportunities and things going on in my life. And I, and I know how to balance it and it's Mm -hmm. awesome. And of course I mess up. I mean like yesterday or today I slept till like one, which meant I could like only do like one thing today. So I didn't really, you know, I mess (laughs) up, but like, 
the point being silly goose <laughs> silly goose <laughs> the point being you can't really progress into a new opportunity in that if you can't progress in the point you're in now let me yeah. phrase that better that sucked you can't progress if you can't accept where you are you know what i mean yeah yeah it um, comes down to like decision making too mm. i know that um i'll struggle in areas where i'll feel burnout for the day like I have been doing stuff all day, maybe not productive stuff, but I've been doing stuff all day that's taking up brain power. And then I'll feel guilty or bad or feel like I need to do this other thing. Like I want to do this other thing, but I'll be brain dead and I'll just slouch around and mm -hmm. I will mm -hmm. don't have any focus to put into it. I can tell you how much it's helped me to make a decision to not do anything. Yeah. To actually make the decisions like I'm I'm not going to do that. Like I can't do that because mm -hmm. it's it's not going to turn out well because I don't have focus. Even just the like I said, decision making on things you can be doing. Like you said, Jet, like actually making the decision to strategize your time instead yeah. of waiting because it's good to work towards goals and it's good to have a goal in the future that you're working towards. Yeah. Yeah. But tr placing yourself or associating yourself with that goal with only wishes is really unhealthy. Yeah. You know? A, yeah. Yeah. I mean, good, like if, go ahead, go, go ahead. No, no, you first. Okay. A good kind of antidote that I've been learning recently is, you know, it's, it's in regards to, you know, if I'm not supposed to, if it's bad to dwell on my future and my past, like what, how do I do that in a healthy way? And yeah. it's really about always preparing. I think one thing that gets thrown around a lot is I'm in a season of preparation. Or I'm in, <laughs> I'm in a wilderness season, boys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like if every season of your life, if every time of your life isn't a time of preparing healthily for the next one then what's going to happen when you get to that point and you're like unprepared like we have to always be preparing for you know the like next point of life i know that i'm about to step into um an era of my life that i've been so excited to begin you know finishing school very soon right. and all that and just being able to be creative and hang out with people and do things that I like, want to do. Right. Um, and I've been looking forward to that forever. Yeah. But I need to be in the moment in that, but also prepare for what's coming next. Yeah. And if you're not just preparing, then you're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I mean, back to kind of accepting where you are, um, and, and Samuel, you, you started talking about making the decision to not do something. Um, right, that's what you said, right? Or just making decisions in general. Right. Not yeah. like the not, just to run back really quickly when I was saying making decision to not do something, mm -hmm. you know, I want to make it completely clear. I was 100%, you know, endorsing being lazy and getting fat. Yeah. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. But get fat, boys. Let's go, boys. Let's get go, boys. Fat. Chubs, chubs. We, I just started the timer. Let's go. Um, no, but I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what I was basically, I'm sorry, did I cut you off? Were you saying more? 
I mean, I think my my uh, extremely sarcastic joke communicated. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Make these like, bad decisions. I'm making bad decisions. Strokes, bad decisions. You got that low. That's good. Yeah. Did you see that they had an album called Bad Decisions and it's gone now? The Strokes did. They had an album called Bad Decisions and it's and I, and I heard like two songs off it and it's not on Spotify anymore. Let me look, see if it's on Apple. It had like a cover of like an old painting of something. Anyway, so basically, my point was, I've told you both, I think, that what I've been working on right now for my routine is the ability to stop working. Because I think when I have a wife and kids, even a girlfriend, it's going to be really important to know when to stop. Because, you know, especially working for myself, which I plan on doing down the road with freelancing, like... Knowing when to stop is really important because you don't want your wife or kids to like not be able to spend time with you. You want them to know when you're done so you can invest in them. Um, so I've been working on like cutting off everything at five. And some days I'm running late and I want to work harder, you know, and, and work till six instead. And it's in some points in your life that is fine to push back a little bit. But I'm working on the skill right now of if I have something to do, I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to try again tomorrow and I'm going to do more tomorrow because I want to be able to actually put a stamp on the end of my day and rest at five o'clock, move to resting, make dinner, sit down, listen to music, spend time with my family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rest is rest is incredibly undervalued and misunderstood. Oh yeah. Definitely. Because being in the age of like, technology not to sound all boomer on y'all but you know our over um exposure to um you know even just being social and Mm -hmm. communication and facts and news like it's it's tiring we don't know the long-term effects that using social media and being in touch with the internet Never you know, resting constantly and never resting and right. giving your mind time to just chill and you know unattach from you know our phones. Yeah. We don't we don't know the long term effects that that has on us. Yeah, and rest is very important to being healthy emotionally, physically, spiritually. Right. You know. I don't want to. Oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Nope. Go ahead. Okay. No, nope. I'll go. Go. I, go. go. <laughs> I don't want to repeat the episode we just recorded, Samuel, where I talked about rest and entertainment intention intentionality i've told you guys both my thoughts i know i've talked to both of you guys about intentionality with entertainment but a lot of people can heck i even consider it this but i'm trying to fix that a lot of people consider rest like laying in bed scrolling through instagram yeah that's rest watching tv now i do think watching tv can be great rest because it's not necessarily news you're you know watching tv can be the same thing as listening to music if you're experiencing an art form of course you want balance I've talked about how making dinner and watching an episode of a TV show with like, my you know, no earbuds, just like hearing my surroundings, but watching TV can be so like good mm-hmm. for me. Um, anyway, but even like in the mornings, whenever I make breakfast, I'm always listening to a podcast and I always have something going in my ears and I love it. I love having content going. I look forward to it. It's so fun to me. Um, but I, I realized how letting it go into my school and stuff, having in the background, was really affecting my ability to focus. So I made a cutoff time. I cut off my podcast and everything at 8. 
So I can really just focus. But then usually, you know, I finish everything and then I'll, you know, put in my earbuds and listen again while I make dinner. But the other day I, for dinner, I just didn't have anything going and I just had some quiet jazz going on in the background while I was cooking my dinner. And I remember just thinking like, this feels intentional and it feels really good. And it started making me want to almost even add more intentionality. Like, sure, in the mornings I can get my day started by hearing, you know, what I want to hear, listening to the podcast, the content. But then for dinner, I'm not going to just turn it on again to have something going. I'm going to intentionally just let my surroundings be my entertainment. You know, when I hear my mom, like, talking to the dog or something, that's my entertainment. That's that my surroundings is what I'm consuming. I think that's really important learning how to be in touch and not always needing something going. I love podcasts. I mean, we're making one right now. I'm obsessed with it. I think they're great. Wait. But finding about Wait, are we bit alert. Woo woo. Oh crap. Shoot. Guys, I gotta go. <laughs> Wait, don't. Guys, I'm allergic to podcasts. You guys Uh-oh. really oh, bad. Shoot. kicked my desk. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very my name's Ralph kind of impression. <laughs> anyway, I'll wrap that part up, but intentionality is really important because just that's what's so important about scheduling it out. I mean, I think really just letting dinner be a little bit more of a free time to where I'm not having earbuds in. It's just resting your ears. It's great. You know what I mean? Dinner time, we eat. <laughs> gather you really need um, to take time to read the signs that are hanging up you know when you're making dinner like yeah yeah, yeah. too blessed to be stressed or yeah what's the live laugh what's the love freak, live laugh Dude, love what's the bro, other one you, and then he said they sh- th- i don't remember what it is and they then he shall said eat. they shall eat jay michael i gotta i gotta call you out a little bit i realize on face sign you have a gather sign yeah, I do. Which is much I I can't hate on it, but that it's is a, totally one of those. It's, it's a, a mom it's a thing, Christian right? homeschool mom thing. Totally just homeschool is gather. Mom. Yeah. I mean, I love it. Gather's great. Gather. Fellowship. Gotta, gotta gather. <laughs> gotta have fellowship. Gotta gather the eggs and the <laughs> Don't be hankering and... for another filler's gal. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, Samuel. Can you can you grab the Cowboys Ten Commandments? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah He's had this sign hanging over his toilet for like ten years. And it's called the Cowboys Ten Commandments. And it's epic, man. Dude. So come on, Samuel. Come on. I'm waiting for that shadow. It's so sick. Dude, look how he has like arched doorways. It looks like he's in Hoth. That's so sick. Okay. <laughs> Did you say Hoth like Star yeah. Wars? Yeah, because there's yeah, like the arched yeah. like caves. Yeah. Okay, okay so let's see it. Igloos. Before I present this, right. I already was talking about this with Noah. This has become such kind of like a meme or whatever. I'm. This is gonna hang over every toilet in every house I live in from now till the day I die. Dude, it has to. Is it mirrored for you guys? I'll read no, them. I off. see it. All right, the Cowboys Ten Commandments. Here we go. This is like story time. It would be yeah. <laughs> story time, guys. Yes. Buckle up. All right, just J. Michael. Just I, I know I don't know how much cowboy lingo you know, but lingo, lingo, lingo. This is basically to put it in layman's terms. <laughs> commandments but filtered through cowboys exactly Pretty i know it's kind of hard to wrap your brain around it took me you know three or four trips to the bathroom <laughs> to kind of really grasp on but <laughs> i'm ready just one it. god and nothing before him 
That's not really cowboyish, but whatever. Well, okay. You can discriminate <laughs> all you want. Chill, chill out. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. Jetty. Sorry. <laughs> well, with speaking of next commandment, watch your mouth. Y e r. Okay. It's pretty watch understandable. Jet, you should apply uh, that to yourself. Watch he your says mouth. it, and then you hear. Here, you hear banjo go. And you hear like a donkey go. <laughs> All of this I get, except I didn't really get Jay Michaels, where he just went. No, no. Oh, oh, yeah, like the ugly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, keep going, Sam. This is a good one. This is embracing corporate culture um, of progressive church. Get yourself to Sunday meeting. That's my favorite. Um, that's golden. Golden rule. <laughs> honor I totally your, forgot. Honor your ma and pa. And pa. Okay. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> that's Good Jay job. Michael's favorite. Ma and pa. Okay. This one. This one's big. I've struggled with this one for a long time. No killing. <laughs> no killing. Difficult rule to follow. I don't know yeah. if I'll go by that one. It's okay. Well, I, yeah, would. I struggled while you. I struggle with the wall. I, I, um, Keep going, Sam. <laughs> no fooling around with another feller's gal. Okay. I mean, guys. Guys. Come on. Come life on. advice. Classic bro moment. Classic bro moment. <laughs> that was right? an epic bro moment. Man. Yeah. Man. <laughs> F in the chat for all us guys Dude. that are no longer fooling around with other epic feller's gals. Epic chungus moment incoming. <laughs> Dude, that was an epic chungus moment. Oh, my god. The guys that are about to th- the guys that are about to fool around with another feller's gal are having an epic throw it in a reverse Terry moment right now. <laughs> They're having an epic white people be like Terry. moment. Terry, um, throw it in reverse. Don't, don't take what ain't yours. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. That um, was an epic beans WTF moment. <laughs> pulled up to the bean. What the? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Go ahead. No, t- no, telling, no telling tales or gossiping. <laughs> Which we're okay. doing that right now, you know. I mean, we're telling guys, tales. Tall tales. Very tall. That, that goes out there to all of those uh, hashtag women. You know, you hey, like Samuel, can I say something really quick? Maybe tall cut in. tales. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? I, I think so, but just saying mater cracks me up. Then, Jay Michael just cracked some recent news to me that I, I, I really didn't even think about. Um, I just kind of assumed he was like my height. He's like 6'2", dude. You don't. Do I give off like six two vibes? I don't, don't know. No, you just you you feel me and Samuel are about the same height. You just give vibes of being our just because you look kind of like me. I kind of like assumed maybe yeah. you kind of. Like I mean, who knows? Height. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Jeff, <laughs> you shouldn't be you shouldn't be envying him because no, you I don't just wish you, was you Jack, don't be wanting your neighbor's place. I don't want my neighbor's place. You just That's... you said you did. No, I just said that my neighbor was Get taller. yourself to Sunday meeting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, and then the fi- final one. Oh, and this is this is the same one. Don't be hankering for your buddy's stuff. Well, it's not a gal. So. Well, I just, I, I've always thought, you know, like. That's a really poor way of saying don't steal. I say, I see Jet, he's playing his hankering. drums. And I'm like, man. I, so I want to nice. hanker so bad. I'm really, I'm hankering for him. Dude. I'm hankering for my buddy. My buddy's stuff. Dude, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't blame you. I mean, you know, I kind of hand-stained it, so... Just kind of, like, refinished the whole kit, so I don't really blame you. Bro. 
epic. It's pretty sick, bro. It's like it's a stained so dark wood. It's awesome. It's really nice. Wood drums are good. But yeah, like wood nice. stain. Wood drum. Barn door drums would be nice. The Kajan? Uh, the Kajan, yeah. Kajan. Kajan. Oh, my gosh. musical career started on Cajon. Really? Did it really? Low key, yeah. That's awesome. My musical you know what career I... ended on Cajon. <laughs> you know what I hated? <laughs> I always, I don't mind it now, but when I was younger, whenever we would have a gig that was an acoustic gig, <laughs> and then I had to play Cajon, and I hated it because my hands would just be red. Because there's no yeah, like, it would tough. just be. Bah, 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 bah. This is like, uh, I hate cone gigs. I don't Dude, mind. I'd much, re- I much prefer like a dope, minimalistic like. Oh yeah. Setup. Dude, like you know what I'm gonna snare-y get? Snarey snare. Dude, a snare kick. And a hatty high hat. Dude, so <laughs> no, hatty, really, so like, high, so. <laughs> for my for Easter, I did like a like an, uh, an acoustic thing, and I did yeah Easter, and I did kick, snare, hi hat, and ride. Um, but what I'm going to get is something called the bass box and it is the coolest thing. It's literally just like a little box about this big and it has a kick pedal and an att- or you have your kick pedal and it comes with an attachment that goes up and then down. So when you kick it, it hits the top of the box and it makes a really fat kick sound. So That's the drummer for my dad's band, he has that, a snare and a hi-hat and it's a great acoustic setup. Wait poets uh po- small town poets small yeah. town poets i almost yeah. said backstreet poets yeah, backstreet. it's a little different you should, start, well, yeah, my, you should my just friend called it the, called them the sidewalk poets which is a band i think that so yeah kind of i've heard it distant poets. oh but not small <laughs> town okay bro okay no, I, <laughs> big town um, literaturists <laughs> where do i go <laughs> crap only walls <laughs> Holy walls, what am I gonna do? Oh, crap. I'm stuck forever. Shoot. Oh no. I should have got myself to Sunday meeting. I wouldn't Sunny have been in this meeting? position. I said Sunday meeting. It sounded like he said I should have got myself to Sunday meeting. <laughs> she didn't get Sunny my to Sunday meeting. meeting. Sunday meeting oh, sounds like gosh. a uh, girl that I would meet at the Hungry House Cafe. Yeah. Oh, Sunny meeting. Her eyes are like are uh silver. Sunshine on a cloudy day. Oh. Okay, thought we were gonna loop back to the Elvira thing, but um, no, because Jay Michael hasn't heard it, so we're excluding him. Okay, Jay Michael hasn't heard this. Well, don't heard you this. understand? Jay Samuel. Michael hasn't heard hasn't that. Heard that. What? When am I gonna hear Samuel hasn't heard that? Oh, Jay Michael, let's go. Uh, um, no, 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 um, no. I don't wasn't, you love I wasn't someday serious. by the Strokes? I wasn't yeah. serious. What a great Dude. song. That was a bit. That was a. I'm not. I'm being Stro- Strokesy. Bro. I wasn't serious. <laughs> I don't even know what the issue is. Right I now. wasn't serious. <laughs> I was just, oh man, Goofy guys! Dog. I want to. I want to go ahead. You and, guys can't uh, see, but we're zooming in our mics. Uh, not mics. Shoot, cameras. <laughs> Dude, this mic is a zoom. Bro, mode. let me it's zoom in. Wait, guys, mic. watch me Dude. zoom in my mic. You hear me zoom in my this mic? This is a mic zoom. zoom. Epic mic zoom moment. Epic mic zoom. zoom in on the zoom. Am I right? <laughs> mic. We're zoom- I'm going to just have zoom. to turn all this down. <laughs> um, I want to, before we forget, uh, and it's not what you're thinking, but J. Michael, where can we find you at? Not. Don't um, give us your address. Um, <laughs> <laughs> tell us your place of work in your He's home like, address. He's like, picks up. Are you on like a? Like he picks up like laptop or whatever the cam, the webcam, and he's like he's like pointing it out the window. He's like, okay, so like 
You're going left on yeah. you're going left on Tateson and then <laughs> basically the, the steep driveway. It's the first yeah. steep driveway. Yeah. Blue it's just house, like, three windows on the on the front. Yeah, it's basically just find me at your mom's house. Oh, oh. <laughs> wait, <I don't> know. <laughs> it's okay. We can turn it down. Yeah. I just like started breathing. I didn't even do it. I was just <laughs> Okay, everybody just do it, and I'm just going to turn it down later. You ready? Okay, I'll look at that way. That's going to be hell to edit. My, yeah, yeah. like Noel said, that way that waveform is literally just a brick. <laughs> oh my gosh, what, Samuel? Recording stop? It's okay. I can just sync it up. It's fine, guys. We're we're already at we're already at one minute and fifty at uh, one minute okay, and fifty back. seconds. We're already at an hour and I'm, fifty uh, minutes. I'm back. Okay, so it was it was down. Whenever we don't worry about it. Don't worry about yeah. it. How how long has it been gone? Oh, j- just I pressed the space bar for no reason five seconds ago. Okay, we're good. I'll fix that. I'll just oh, line we should it up cut in it. by. Uh, oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, wait, are we not doing no no Henry Cavill news hour today? It's really we're at almost two hours. Okay, that's great. Holy uh, and that'll stretch out. It'll well, stretch out. Yeah, we should totally wrap this up. This is awesome. Yes, there's so much to say. But uh, Jay Michael, are you aware of how we end these episodes? Um, did you tell? Did you? Tell no, just hold on. We're doing it right did now. You? I made a mistake. So, do you know how we end these episodes usually? I know that I've listened to at least three full episodes. Okay. We end them by telling a really great joke. Definitely not a bad joke. A great not joke. At all. Not corny at um, I definitely should have prepared you, but... No, I'm always prepared. Guest. You're the guest. I think you should tell the, the joke to outro us. The, the definitely not bad joke that isn't an awful joke that's really bad and terrible. Yeah. I'm going to laugh okay. really hard by my chest. And we're like... going to love it. Constricting. Knock knock. Who's there? Come in. <laughs> 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 <laughs>